Welcome everyone to Two Brain Radio. It is our mission at Two Brain to provide 1 million entrepreneurs the freedom to live the life that they choose. Join us every week as we discover the very best practices to achieve perfect day and move you closer to wealth. We would like to thank another one of our amazing sponsors, Uplaunch. Over the amount of time that you've had your business, how many people have come through your doors and never signed up for a membership? When I first opened, I remember getting everybody's name in emails because that's what I was told was the best way to start the conversation with potential new members. The big problem was I never knew what to say. Over many years, I spent countless hours developing plenty of emails to send to these new members or people that are thinking about signing up for a membership. This took a lot of time probably way too long, and could have been spent on more productive things. If you're in the same situation I was, don't waste any more time and book a free session with Uplaunch. Uplaunch has over 100 pre-built emails to convert new leads into members, and when your members decide to take a break, they have a whole campaign to get them back through the doors. You have the ability to text message members right from the app, and with integrations like Google Calendar, Facebook, and over 100 more via Zapier, Uplaunch has you covered. Uplaunch was created by gym owners for gym owners. Head over to www.uplaunch.com today to get the conversation started with your future and past clients. All right, we're on another episode of Two Brain Radio. We are with the famous Ashley Mack. How are you, sir? I'm doing really well, Greg. It's uh, it's nice and warm up here in Hoboken, New Jersey, and the sun is out, and I can't can't complain. It's all all positive vibes. Excellent. So I wanted to bring you on because you guys have a, a, a unique story, but not unique across all uh, businesses. And that is talking about buying out a partner. So let's kind of give a background. So anybody that's listening kind of knows who you are and the businesses that you own. And uh, then we'll kind of jump into the whole process of, of buying out your partner if you need to. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the owner of Hudson River Fitness, which is a a strength and conditioning facility located in Hoboken, New Jersey. I actually started in the CrossFit world back in 2013, and I was coaching CrossFit from 2013 to 2016. During that time, I was working with uh, the owner of the affiliate. And at the end of 2016, that was actually when I was presented with an opportunity to actually open up my own facility with the current affiliate owner that I was working for. And so that's when we actually opened up our doors in 2017, January of 2017. And that's actually also when I started working with Two Brain Business as well. Fast forward to, to now. So we're, the gym is now a little over two years old. So we're two years plus four months. And pretty much the, the great thing about how the business was run and what we were doing over at the gym with the help of Two Brain Business was that I was in a position where I was actually able to buy out my business partner and become, say, the sole owner of of the business uh, of the gym. Awesome. Let's let's kind of jump into that because it's not um I know a lot of people out there are listening to this are probably trying to navigate through uh buying out a partner. I mean, whether that's a partner that is mutual and everything's going well and they just want to be able to own the entire business themselves or maybe it's a partner that they don't get along with and they kind of jumped into business with them and realized uh hey, this isn't the route we we want to go. It's two separate routes and they need to kind of navigate to buying out a a partner. So, let's kind of start from the beginning. You you have the gym, you you and the partner started this location and kind of let's go from there to the point where uh, you finally bought the your partner out. For sure. And 
as I was getting prepared for today's podcast, I actually listened to the Two Brain Podcast episode 81, where Chris talked about partnerships and how to get things started. And so, and that really, it was great because it really did provide the framework and really just helped me understand how we were able to get into this partnership in the first place. And so even just with this business idea, Hudson River Fitness, just an idea that's kind of like out in our brains, we were able to sit down. We sat down at the, actually at the end of 2016, and we sat down and we talked about the different possibilities of what we could do as a partner. And the big things that we certainly focused on was making sure that we were outlining the the responsibilities and the roles of like what each partner was going to do and really just understanding like what our responsibilities were going to be. Obviously we talked about financials in regards to like how much we're going to be investing and ultimately how much the the gym was going to be going to be making or what we, the gym needed to make in order to make this business successful. But then the last part is we opened up this gym. We were business partners or like we came about doing this idea because we were actually good friends with each other too. And we did going through this process actually had to prepare for what, I mean, what we would call an exit strategy, making it so that in the event that our relationship does change, we do have an option for us to be able to get out of the partnership. And so we already outlined that from the get-go right before we, even before we opened up our doors and pretty much what ended up happening. So we opened up our doors in January, 2017. My business partner was actually the managing partner. He was the one who was really more so on the business accountability aspect of it. I was actually really good at the daily operations when it came to coaching, opening and doing all the sales and doing all those other things when it comes to actually operating the gym. And the main goal was to be able to build this gym in our community, which is Hoboken, New Jersey, and really just focus on building the community and also making this gym a, a successful opportunity for myself because prior to opening up the gym, I was just a coach and I didn't really quite sure know what my future was in the fitness industry, like what my path was. And, and here we were opening up this gym and, and growing it from, from the ground up. And over the past, say, two years, the gym was able to grow not only in just its membership base, but also in the financials. We were able to sign on higher value clients, generating way like a lot more revenue, which allowed the gym to be profitable, which led to a couple different things. In some cases, when it was a profitable quarter, we were taking that money home. And then also those other quarters, we were taking it and reinvesting it back into the business, whether it be to purchase new equipment or hire new staff, purchase new seminars, hire people to speak uh, for our staff. And it wasn't until the beginning of this year, 2019, where we had a discussion, me and my business partner, in regards to the future and where we really saw ourselves. Obviously, the gym was doing really well, but really just trying to figure out what the next steps are as the entrepreneur. And that's where we really had a serious discussion in regards to where we saw ourselves, what our futures were. And my business partner told me, listen, Ashley, my attention is going to start transitioning to other different avenues and other different ventures. Would you be interested in being in a position to buying out my share and being the sole owner of this gym? And so that was his incentive to be bought out. My incentive to, to buy out my business partner was the aspect of having that, uh, what I would consider a bigger financial upside. In essence, with the profits, when you're, when I had a business partner, the profits that the gym was making, it would obviously be split based on the percentage equity. And with that being the case, being that I was the person who was doing 
pretty much all the operations, the management of the staff and really growing the gym from, from the, the front lines. I thought this was a really great opportunity for me to be able to experience those positive benefits of being bigger owner uh, in the gym that I was growing it and running. And so that, that we had that talk back in January. And it was maybe about once we started having that talk in January, we actually began the process of actually doing like running this sale in the beginning of February. And it took about 30 days, pretty much. It was from February 1st to initial close of sale, where I was a sole owner of the business March 1st, 2019. And during that time, we we had to take a couple steps actually, because it wasn't just like something where it's like, okay, partner, here's this check. Now I own the business. There are a lot of things that we had to certainly consider. And first off, the biggest thing that I had to focus on was really the idea of like, how much am I going to buy my partner out for? And really trying to figure out the value of the gym and what's a fair price. And so what we ended up doing was we had just ongoing discussions. My business partner or my former business partner actually no longer lives in New Jersey. So we were kind of communicating via phone and email. And that's when we came to an agreement on our purchase price. And when it came to understanding like what a fair and reasonable purchase price was, I actually referenced this book called Simple Numbers. Um, if you guys haven't had the opportunity to take a look at that, it's a good opportunity. To, it's, it's, it's another book when it comes to just understanding the financials a little bit more. And so, and we'll make, we'll make sure that we link that in the show notes. So uh, anybody that's, that's interested. Awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool book. And so going from that, it was really looking when it comes to the, the value of the gym, the valuation of the gym, they recommended three years of, of income that was generated by the business. Now, we weren't a three-year-old gym. So what did we do when it came to just understanding how much the gym was valued? So what they recommended was you take that number, you multiply, uh, you take the average of the two years that you're in operation, and then you just multiply that by three. And that just gives you a little bit more of a ballpark. And then you end up buying out the percentage equity of the other partner based on that value. So we ended up coming with a fair price. And from there, I had to figure out, all right, well, how am I going to pay for this? And I have to say, one of the great things about being part of the Two Brain family and being able to provide some amazing, such amazing value to our clients and also providing opportunities for, for the coaches to grow, I was in a financial position to actually be able to pay this share of the business, in, in essence, out of pocket in cash. Because I was trying to figure out, well, do I like, should I take out a personal loan? Should I take out a loan from the bank. Um, and actually prior to making this purchase, I actually discussed with the financial planner in regards to, all right, well, I'm planning on purchasing the share of the business. What are my options? And so he said, personal loan out of pocket or from the bank. Um, also, even from, uh, in some cases, some people can actually even take a loan from their actual business itself if there's enough cash on hand. And what I found the most realistic for my situation was that I did have the funds to be able to purchase this share of the business with my own money, which was really exciting. And so I knew I was able to pay that. And then once we identified that those financing options, I also had to look into the responsibilities that my business partner was really taking a hold of, taking responsibility for, which included him negotiating the lease 
making sure that we have our payment processing under control, insurance and all the, uh, and even just management of the, the financial accounts when it comes to just overall payment processing. So those were the responsibilities that my business partner was taking over. Oh, in addition to book, bookkeeping as well. And after identifying that, I had to understand, okay, these are the things that I'm going to have to take over or I'm going to have to delegate once I have that changing of the hands. And then as we were identifying that, we also needed to actually go into the actual legal aspect of things, the actual contracts in regards to the actual close of sale. So one of the interesting things for us is that we are still really great friends, my former business partner and I. And being that we were on the same page and we had a really great relationship, when it came to hiring a, a lawyer and the mediators and really just coming up with that fair price and making sure that we are having that smooth transition, being that we were on the same page and we had a really great relationship, we just needed one one lawyer, one attorney. This situation is a little bit different if you don't have the best relationship or you are uh, your partner's exiting out the company in a different situation, maybe not the best of terms, or maybe it'll just be in like, um, I don't know, any other situation, like uh, aside from having a good relationship, that's where the lawyers have to come in. Being that me and my partner, we're on the same page, we just need one. But if you are in a different situation, you might need one to two or three, depending on what your situation is. Um, and so as the lawyer started to draft the agreements, he ended up sending it out to both of us and we're able to really read it out. And what we really decided to do instead of just dissolving our actual business and creating a new one, we just ended up restructuring the business itself. So instead of a, a partnership and it just being like a sole owner and that way pretty much all the bank info could stay the same, pretty much everything except just who actually owned the business, we were able to change that up. Um, and then from there, once we came up with that agreement, we also notified the accountant who actually manages the, the business finances as well. So in that way, they were actually in the know in regards to what to account for, for taxes, uh, for this year. And then from there, uh, being that we were, we were a new tenant in the space that we're renting out right now. We would have to, we ended up notifying the landlord as well saying, Hey, listen, this is the current state of the business. We're still going to be in existence, but just the partnership agreements have changed. And this is like, and Ashley is going to be taking care of the lease from now on. So that was going to be huge because one, if we didn't have a space, we obviously couldn't operate. And then from there, as we started, like this is all leading up to the actual execution. So as we're doing all this planning, once we started making some moves, that's when we actually started switching accounts. So payment processing getting moved to my name, the website getting moved to my name, uh, all the QuickBooks and accounting and all that other stuff is going to be put onto my plate or put under my own account. So then that way, as my partner got phased out, he wouldn't have access, obviously, because it wasn't his business. And then that's actually when we led to the actual execution of the bio. So you're looking at everything that we've done so far took about 20 to 25 days just because obviously things do take time. And then we executed the buyout and we actually set a deadline. We said, as of March 1st, 2019, Ashley will be the the owner, the, the, the majority owner. So right, just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, like I own 90% of the business and then my other business partner who does the majority of the marketing, he owns 10%. I wanted him to keep the 10% for my business partner, my other business partner for marketing, 
because that's where I found the value. It's like 10% of profits certainly goes towards marketing and that's going to be his compensation. And then once we executed that buyout and then we sent a some pretty large, I, I sent some pretty large checks around the moment that those checks got delivering, got deposited. I was the owner of Hudson River Fitness. Wow. That is uh, definitely a, a long process that you guys did very quickly because from what I've seen when people are buying out partners or buying a business, uh, it takes much, much longer. I mean, close to, I mean, even six months to buy a, buy a business or uh, to purchase a business or to uh, buy out a partner like what you guys did. So it seems like you guys were very efficient and it's nice that you guys were on the same terms so it didn't drag it out any longer. Let's dive into one of the things you said in the beginning. Now, you said you had an exit strategy from the very beginning. What was that exit strategy? Was it basically this process is how you go about with the exit strategy or was there, um, what was, what did that actually look like? Yeah. So the exit strategy, in essence, what we did was we really just planned for the worst. So we actually outlined as many situations as possible when it comes to having to either have a partner buyout or just not be a part of the company anymore. The process itself, we actually did outline that specific process saying that it was originally the evaluation of the business, the changing of the roles and tasks, and ultimately identifying the financing options. But then when it came to the exit strategy, just really just identifying other routes. So an example would be uh, this is going to get kind of dark, but an example would be if I were to have died over the past couple of years with owning the business, what that would mean in regards to does my wife own the business or do my shares of the business get distributed? It's been a while since I actually looked at that specific clause. We actually just like wrote that one out. And then I was like, well, I hope I'm not going to die over the next couple of years. But so we have that. But then the other situation was in the event that we ever actually were in a disagreement and had and just didn't have a, a good relationship or the relationship that we had today. And really, we outlined this plan. They said, if we weren't on the right terms, uh, we would have to have a third party, a mediator to actually help take us through this process, which is the process that we, which I just outlined. Yeah. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. No, it yeah. does. It okay. does. Uh, and actually, my uh, fiance. Uh, she has a business partner. She owns an animal hospital. Actually, each have uh, life insurance policies. And in their partnership, it's kind of like what you said. If something happens to either one of them, those life insurance policies basically pay off the family members that had their, their family member pass away. Uh, and then the other person basically just takes control of the entire business. Yeah. So. That makes sense completely. And I mean, every, there's, there's no right way. Like there is no, uh, or no wrong way to do it. The only wrong way would be just not to do it and not to have an exit strategy put in there. So that, no, that makes sense to look at every scenario you possibly could and, and figure out which one, uh, or better at think of everything that could possibly go wrong. And let's get that in writing into there. Now that you guys, I mean, you guys had that in place from the very beginning, which anyone out there that is has a partnership or has formed one, make sure that that is put in there. You guys need to have that hard conversation, sit down, talk about what happens if, uh, if this happens, that happens, whatever, so that you guys can plan for that. Now, you went into having the legal stuff done. You had the evaluation of the business, which if anybody listening, we're actually going to attach a Google Doc to this that everyone can, or a PDF that anyone can actually uh, download and look at basically step-by-step step of, of what Ashley has already talked about so that they can read it if they want to a little bit later. They, they can listen now and read a little bit later. But digging into this a little bit more, 
Did you basically just write a check to your partner once everything was said and done? Or was it paid off over a certain amount of time? What did that kind of look like? Yeah. Um, so the I, I would say that uh, I actually wrote two checks um, just because uh, it ended up coming, like the money ended up coming from a couple of different accounts just because when it comes to just saving up the money, I have in a bank account, which in regards to like saving the money, I just don't touch it for like big purchases like this. But I would say that one of the greatest things that uh, Two Brain Business has taught me was to be able to create these, uh, one, create a profitable gym. And in essence, uh, once I took this, once I was able to bring in profits month after month, I was able to to save up enough money to be able to make this purchase possible. And I think that was one of the one of the greatest things because I was trying to really trying to figure out like how am I going to pay for this big purchase? Like especially when the business is profitable, and it's like how am I able to do that? And that's what I ended up doing. I was able to to pay it all up front, which was really exciting on my end. Awesome. And I mean, and not a lot of people can do that, which is what you kind of pointed out earlier that if you went to the bank and got a bank loan, if you're able to pay out of pocket um, or actually having the business pay out. Um, so like having a large profit account or something like that within the business where the business could basically pay for it by the one person out. Of course, that would minimize those funds down and then you would just take ownership over it and you wouldn't have that profit, of course, in there. You'd have to build it back up. So that makes sense. Now, what was the process with actually having lawyers into this? Was it, I mean, did it seem like it was more stressful having the lawyers or do you feel like the lawyers really helped mitigate all of that? Yeah. I, prior to actually speaking with the lawyers, it just sounded like it felt like a huge ordeal just going through all of this. To me, I was like, well, why can't I just write up the check and just make this happen? And obviously with a business, it's a legal entity. So there's definitely a lot of things on the back end. And I just realized, and this is something that I've experienced, like that I, that I learned over the, even just being a physical therapist is that the lawyers are there to make things easier for us when it comes to all that legal stuff. And we, we were very lucky being that the lawyer who was actually taking care of the sell, the selling agreement, he actually wrote the operating and operating agreement that we had. Uh, when we first started the business. So he already had knowledge of the business already. But with even that, what I found was hiring the lawyer just made things a lot easier just because one, we were in a good position where both my partner and I, we were on good terms. So we were on the same page when it comes to what we both wanted. And so that in essence, that could have made things a little bit easier for the, the lawyer and the attorney. So with that being the case, to answer your question, uh, working with attorney actually made things a lot easier as compared to if I if we didn't at all and kind of just did things back and forth ad hoc type deal. Okay, no, and that that's what I, I the information I definitely want to get out there was the ability for people to realize uh, a lawyer is just going to make this a little bit easier on everybody. Um, it's going to allow them to uh, kind of navigate through this process, which can definitely be emotional, uh, especially if they have a partner that is not not friendly with this whole, if you want to call it breakup, but uh, dividing the business or purchasing the business from them for their shares. So definitely can can mitigate some of that stress. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, now that you've, I mean, you bought the business, we, we, as of, as of March, you own it 100%. What was that looking like from the, the business aspect of your members? I mean, owning a CrossFit gym, we talk about community a lot and we understand the community. 
what happens there what, or what what did you guys do to uh to kind of navigate through any kind of um any kind of stress from the members that could possibly say, Hey, uh, we, we want that partner to be the owner, not you or anything like that. Like, what did you guys actually do? What was the process to kind of let everyone at ease, let them know what was going on. Uh, but of course not given probably too many details. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I have to say that this all started just even from the moment that we opened our doors, especially when it comes to, uh, identifying the, the roles of what each partner is going to be. So, Going into this, going into actually opening up this gym, we understood that the role of my business partner was the managing partner. He did a lot of the financials and he really just did a lot of the back end type work. So no, there was only very few people who actually met my business partner. And so in essence, what that truly meant was everyone knew I was, I was an, an owner involved. And so when it came to that transition, I know for our gym, it was, it was relatively easy. However, I certainly know that my, my agreement with my business partner was actually quite unique in regards to, especially when people are getting involved with, say, cross the gyms, say the partners all want to be involved. But even from the get go, my business partner said, I want to have a little bit more of a, a hands off, not the front facing, but more of the back end type of work. So it actually led to the transition to be a lot easier because when it came to the daily operations and the general message, it was actually at least a, a year, year and a half since my other business partner, my business partner was actually on the gym floor and people were actually talking to him. So it just, it just certainly simplified the process. However, I would say that if you, if like you out there, if you have business partners who are also say front facing, what I found to be the most important aspect of all of this, this entire transition, not just on the, the sales closing, but even the message out to the members is the idea of uh, effective communication in regards to like what's going to end up happening, but ultimately what's going to truly mean and helping leading into just like helping the, um, what is it? Fulfilling like the goals of each party involved. No, that makes sense completely. Now that you've, I mean, now that you are sole owner of the business, is it everything that you thought it would be? Do you feel like uh, having a partner? Now, I know you own 90%. You have a partner that gets paid dividends for the marketing side. Um, but overall, you're running basically the show. Yeah. Uh, is it everything you thought it was going to be? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think if anything, it, it certainly, I, it's certainly... It's everything that I thought it was going to be. And it actually just... It's kind of like a as if you're running with like those Nike Spark parachute things. It's like you're running with this parachute, but that parachute in reality was just a, was just in my head. Going through this sale actually just got rid of that mental parachute, and it allowed me to just feel much more confident in regards to what I am doing, in regards to the vision and direction of this business. And if anything, it actually helps outline a, a, a greater, a, like a huge future. For me, and especially the like being that my other business partner had his attention elsewhere, it was great because I was able to give him an opportunity for him to, in essence, focus his mind and his attention on other things that he wanted to be able to pursue as well. So to be able to have that, I guess I would say freedom, even though I'm much more, I have a lot more responsibility now, but it's that responsibility, but with the sense of I can do this and, and make a lot more things happen. No, that makes sense. And being able, I mean, I definitely have never had a partner within my business. I've always owned my businesses completely. And 
I would say that it's probably you, you able, you're able to streamline things. You don't have to ask, Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do that? But it's always nice to have a partner that has their specialties. Like you said, uh, your partner was doing all the financials in the back end work, um, that you weren't taking care of and, or didn't have to. And now you do. So do you feel like, uh, taking on all of that work is, is become a challenge? Do you feel like it's easier? Uh, or do you feel like, uh, it's, more likely to hire out some of that stuff that you don't specialize in or didn't specialize in that the partner did? Yeah, I think that when it came to taking on these additional roles and responsibilities, prior to actually even talking about the sale, I just started to get a little bit more interested in regards to what my business partner like was doing. I think if it if the initial if the buyout didn't happen, say this year, it would have happened either at the end of this year or in a year or a year from now, just because I knew that was where my head was going. So that's actually over the past couple of months, that's actually when I started to dig a little bit deeper and trying to say, how, how am I going to be able to take this on? What are some things that I certainly need to understand? And so I took it more so upon myself just because I was interested and I saw that happening. And the great thing was, is that I think that my business partner also saw that happening as well. So we were able to have meet a lot of our partner meetings was a, a, a lot of him teaching me how to understand and run the financials so that I can have a better understanding of the business. And so maybe in a way he could be a, he could have been grooming me for this initial purpose uh, purchase earlier this year. I don't know, but, um, but I would say it was certainly something that if, if I wasn't, if I didn't take those like that month or two getting prepared to understand the roles that he was taking, I certainly would have uh, felt a little bit more, uh, stressed out a little bit more concerned in regards to, am I able to do this? Or is this something where I would need to, to hire out and, and hire someone who can manage that? Now, let's say somebody out there that's listening is like, you know what, I want to buy out my partner. And they get to the point where they are doing the evaluation on the business. And the evaluation is probably a much smaller number than they think. Let's say the business is not very profitable They've been in business for maybe four years or something like that, but they realize with the liabilities that they have that the assets aren't worth a whole lot. What do you suggest somebody in that situation? Do you feel like it's it's smart for them to buy out that other partner at that lower rate and kind of build it up the way they want to? Or is it better to stick it out and kind of get uh, the business into a certain state where it makes more sense for them to do it? Yeah, I would say if, if someone was in that situation, there are a couple of different pathways that you can choose, but it's ultimately going to be important in regards to identifying what the other part, like the reason why that, that other partner wants to be bought out in the first place. If one, if the other partner wants to be bought out because they're just tired of having to say, put so much work or put so much time into the business and say, be in this type of financial uh, situation. It already says that the, the the person who's buying might not have enough of that support if they were to prolong that process. So it might actually be the perfect time to to make that purchase, just because you know that uh, it would be a there would be an imbalance of energy. So that so that I think that's one situation in regards to after the conversation of why do you want me to buy you out in the first place? If on the other hand the partner says, "All right, well I think I want to be bought out, but I'm willing to stick it out for a little bit longer to make it a profitable entity." That that really tells me that that partner has still a little bit 
more energy in them to try to make it work. And so in that situation, I feel like the there is a little bit more of an energy balance, which in essence, you can combine those energies and put put it to work and make it and, and try at least one more time to be able to put the, the gym, the business in a better, better financial situation. So that's kind of how, how I see it. Like if you have a partner who's just completely burned out, it might be the perfect time to buy them out now just because they, they might not have anything left to offer you. And so it doesn't make sense for you to just have to carry on that additional weight, I, I guess I would say, as compared to the other option where it's like someone who's on board to make things work for you. Got it. Well, I think uh, that's a perfect place to wrap it up. Ashley, thank you so much for being able to jump on and uh, sharing your experience of buying out a partner so that anyone out there that is thinking about doing this or has wanted to do this but don't really know how to navigate, we'll definitely make sure that we put your PDF in the show notes so people can download it and kind of dig through it and, and navigate their own situation through this. So if anybody had any questions for you, they're like, hey, I want to do this, um, but I know I'm listening to the podcast and Ashley knows how to do this and maybe he can help me out a little bit. What's the best way for people to contact you? Yeah. If you have any questions or just wanted to say what's up, you can shoot me an email at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y at HudsonRiverFitness.net. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. Greatly appreciate you um, coming on here and sharing all of that with us in the audience. And uh, I wish the best for your ownership, sole ownership in the business and uh, continue moving forward and doing great things. All right. Thank you for having me. Hey, everyone. Chris Cooper here. I'm really thrilled to see you this year in June in Chicago at the 2019 Two Brain Summit. Every year we have two separate speaking tracks. There's one for you, the business owner, and there's one for coaches that will help them make better, longer, more meaningful careers under the umbrella of your business. This year we've got some pretty amazing topics like the client success manager, how to change your life, organizational culture, the business owner's life cycle, how to have breaks, how to have vacations, how to help your marriage survive owning a business, motivation and leadership, how to convert more clients, how to create a GM position that runs your gym for you and leaves you free to grow your business, uh, how to start a business owner's group in your community and more. The point here is to do the right thing that will help gym owners create better businesses that will last them for the long term, get them to tinker phase, help them be more successful, create meaningful careers with their coaches and give their clients a meaningful path to long-term health. We only do one big seminar every year, and that's the Two Brain Summit. And the reason that we do that is because a big part of the benefit is getting the Two Brain community together and, and welcoming strangers into our midst and showing them how amazing gym ownership really can be. We'll have a link to the Two Brain Summit, including a full list of all speakers and topics on both the owners and the coaches side in the show notes. I really hope to see you there. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate you and everyone that has subscribed to us. If you haven't done that, please make sure you do. Drop a like to the episode, share with a friend, and if you haven't already, please write us a review and rate us on how what you think. If you hated it, let us know. If you loved it, even better. See you guys later.